0: Two,
1: one, boom. Hotep Jesus.
0: Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? The one and only Hotep Jesus. Ryan Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus.
1: Hotep, Hotep, Hotep hotep, Jesus.
0: Hotep, you're a genius. HotepJesus.com.
2: Somebody said what do you think you are some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, that's you know, good. That was like, ooh, that's <laughs> sexy.
1: <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep <laughs> Jesus. Good afternoon, Hoteps. Welcome to the Griff Report,
2: live Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm your host, the Griff God.
0: Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, hotep, hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Jesus.com. Oh, this is a real
2: Hotep, brother. Hotep to the chat. Hotep to the Hotep of Stanis. Hotep. I got a special guest for you lined up today. You've seen him on his channel before well renowned attorney at large we got brian fester here today to talk to us brian how are you doing bro
0: i'm doing great at large i like that my <laughs> my waistline agrees with you
2: <laughs> <laughs> brian represents organization known by uh that goes by we are the patriots you can catch them at we is that correct uh it's actually
0: wethepatriotsusa.org. Yep. we the patriots org. yeah we like Patri- we the people just with we the patriots
2: we the Patriots USA dot org. We the Patriots USA dot org. Brian, I hear you have a case right now you're dealing with where, uh, there's a woman or a teacher who, uh, has been fired for not using, uh, gendered pronouns. This is in the state of Florida. I think you said
0: it's actually in California, Oakland, California, which I guess isn't too surprising because they're just way out in left field in Oakland. Um, but you know, yeah, Mirella Ramirez, um, and we've had, we've been doing some interviews with her. She is a Hispanic woman and she, um, actually teaches a dual immersion class, which is another thing that makes this so crazy because they want her to like use not just different pronouns, but, you know, conjugate, you know, in Spanish, how you have to conjugate everything and everything's masculine and feminine nouns, everything, not just pronouns. Um, so she has to refer to this. They're telling her she has to refer to a five year old girl as a boy. And she's like, listen, I'm a devout Catholic. That's against my religion. I'm not doing it. And it's an immersion class. I have to teach English and Spanish in the same class. So you want me to be switching back and forth between languages and using, you know, uh, masculine, feminine words and, and pronouns to refer to this boy and, or this girl that's supposed to be a boy. I mean, it just, it's absolutely insanity. Hold on, Brian.
2: Hold on, Brian. You, 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 I, I'm getting nauseous. Like, literally, I want to throw up. You got to give me a second. Hold on a second.
0: Oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, my God. You said five years old? Yeah. Yeah. And what she told me recently is this is one of three students, actually, that they're trying to do this with in kindergarten. Um, and, you know, this is a woman who in 2021 was nominated for Teacher of the Year in her school district. Okay. okay. She's beloved in Oakland as a public school teacher. Okay. Mm. Um, and Oakland's a pretty big school district. Mm. That's a pretty big area. Yeah. As you know, in the Bay, in the Bay area. Yeah. And she was nominated for teacher of the year. And now they're, she hasn't officially been terminated. They're moving through the final steps because, you know, she's in a teacher's union. They have to go through hearings and stuff to terminate. She's in the final stages of being terminated. But we've already retained counsel for her. We've already agreed to fund her her legal fees. Um, we have a fundraiser on our website. If if people feel so moved to to stand up and support her, even if it's just five dollars, whatever you have, uh, to say that you stand with Mirella, um, and she's just a wonderful lady. She loves her children. She's been teaching for many years, and now they're being they're telling her she can't teach just because she refuses to acknowledge a five-year-old girl as a boy. and She said, no, I'm not going to look at that girl, that beautiful child, and start calling that girl a boy. I'm just not doing it. And so we stand with her, because not so, only do we stand for free speech, but for freedom of religion.
2: So, uh, two things I want to understand about this case. Number one is um, why the, uh, the school feels as though um, they have any grounds to stand on to force something like this. And then two, um, if you know, you guys... Um, have a defense and in, in what that defense looks like?
0: Yeah, so great question. So first of all, the school does not have any ground to stand on. The school is a state actor. So if you're a public school district, you're a government agency. You're considered a state actor. And so you are bound not only by the laws of California, which, by the way, do protect religious against religious discrimination, just like they protect against racial discrimination, sex discrimination, disability discrimination. Um, They actually cited California Education Code 220 as their defense. Well, yes, it does talk about gender identity, and you shouldn't discriminate against that. But it also talks about you can't discriminate against religion in the workplace or in schools. And yet they're doing that. They think that's okay. But beyond that, Hotep, they're bound by the United States Constitution. Because they're a government actor, the First Amendment applies to them via the 14th Amendment, which applies the Bill of Rights to the states. So they are bound as a government agency, government actor by the United States Constitution not to discriminate against anyone on the basis of religion. And that's exactly what they're doing here. So they're in, they're in a pretty deep, you know what, here. And, and, uh, I don't think they have any legal grounds to stand on. Our, our legal strategy is exactly what I'm telling you. First Amendment, 14th Amendment violation, as well as a free speech violation under the First Amendment. Because as you know, the First Amendment encompasses not only freedom of religion, but also freedom of speech. uh, it protects us against the government from telling us not only what we can't say, but from compelled speech, telling us what we have to say. That's been a long-standing precedent in the United States Supreme Court case law that you cannot force someone. The government can't force any one of us, whether we work for the government or not. Uh, to speak a certain way or not speak a certain way.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. My, my mind, I'm just thinking about um, these people need to be locked up, bro. Like the parents need to be locked up, the school need to be locked up. Everybody in this in this situation needs to just be, you know, locked up, thrown in jail, and throw away the key. I I just don't understand how you could do this to a five year old. Is this coming down from the parents saying that the child is?
0: Yeah, unfortunately,
2: there's no no case for like child protective services in California. No,
0: I mean, unfortunately, in California, they do the opposite, right? If you try to step in and stop your child transitioning, they'll send CPS against you.
2: Wait, if I if my child wakes up one day and says, hey, it's a boy, but he says he's a girl. And I say, no, you're a boy. They'll send CPS after me.
0: They could. I mean, listen, that's not what's happening in this case, obviously. But in California, there's actually laws to protect them from, In Cal, California law protects gender transitioning in schools without the knowledge or consent of the parents. So they can actually move forward without any consent or knowledge and assist in the transitioning of a child. To me, yes, I think that's child abuse. I think it's absolutely criminal. I think I agree with you. They should be locked up. In California, it's not a crime, though, and that's why they're getting away with it. And uh, But unfortunately for them, and fortunately for Marilla, we do have a United States Constitution. They would like to try to ignore that and pretend that that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and unfortunately, some of the decisions we've seen out of the Ninth Circuit, uh, they seem to be suggesting that too. But uh, we have a United States Supreme Court that I actually um, have great faith in and think that they will uh, support us in this. So even if we lose uh, at the Ninth Circuit, I feel very confident. I mean, the Ninth Circuit has been reversed more than any other circuit in the United States because they just get it wrong so many times. And that's no disrespect to any individual judge here, but they it's its just proof. Look back at the last like five years and you see over and over and over again, the Supreme Court keeps batting them down.
2: All right, let's go to the next case because this one's just gonna make me angry and I'm gonna say something that's gonna get me banned from the uh, internet. Um, So you have a case in uh, the Supreme Court now in regards to the jibby jab, the inoculation, um, tell me about that
0: case. Yeah. So back in April of 2021, Connecticut uh, became the fourth state to repeal its religious exemption to childhood vaccinations for school attendance. Okay. So as you know, in every state in the country, there's requirements that you have to receive vaccinations to go to school, but right. most states have, have a religious exemption. You could opt out for religious, some states like Idaho here, where we are, have a philosophical exemption, too. You can opt out for any reason, even if it's not religious. Um, But California, New York, Maine, and then Connecticut repealed their religious exemption childhood vaccination. We believe that's highly unconstitutional because, again, of the First Amendment wait, 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 hold on, uh, hold on, and the hold 14th on, hold on. Amendment. You say Maine, what else? California, New York, Maine, and now Connecticut have repealed their religious exemption, West Virginia.
2: This is what I don't understand about America. Uh, When I think of places like Maine, right, I I just, you know, uh, I just think this has to be the whitest place on the planet. Um, It's it's definitely one of the early colonies. And I'm just trying to figure out how we got from the early 13 colonies to go so far away from freedom a place yeah. like Maine. Like I would expect a place like this to be like super red white. But it's not. This is so strange to me. I just I just can't. I'm sorry. No, I'm you're too- you're
0: absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Maine actually used to be part of Massachusetts. In the original colonies, Maine was part of Massachusetts. Um so and that was as you know one of the original colonies. So um the first one actually um you know and <laughs> Yeah, You know, so when you think about it that way, along with, you know, obviously we have we had a settlement in Virginia before that, but um one of the very, very first. And so that should be the most patriotic. Right. Yeah. And protecting individual freedoms. I spent 44 years in Massachusetts and Connecticut before I, I moved out here to Idaho because it was just getting too crazy. Uh, there There are no rights really there in the Northeast. I mean, Connecticut is California East and so is Massachusetts. And unfortunately, Maine has gone that way. Governor Janet Mills, complete tyrant. Um absolutely against individual freedoms and rights. Um and New York, unfortunately, is the same way. You know, um, you know, spent a lot of time as great people there. We have a lot of medical freedom warriors that we love in New York and Connecticut and Massachusetts, but unfortunately they just um their 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 leaders uh right, do let's, not let's respect. Stop,
2: let's them. stop right here. I got I got, got let's talk about this really fast. So we have this thing called the constitution, right? And according to my research, everything in the constitution is going to come down to interpretation, right? So for example, when we talk about somebody like Ayn Rand, who wrote Atlas Shrugged, you know, her definition of capitalism is about protecting the individual rights of a person, right? And Mm -hmm. there could be some confusion, right? Because if the government's job is to protect people, they could make the argument that you are, you are, um, not protecting people or they are protecting people by forcing a vaccination. So it seems to me like a lot of this stuff comes down to interpretation. So how do you get around said interpretation and and really cut to the truth of, you know, this is about freedom?
0: Well, because, you know, there's no public health exception to the First Amendment. There's no public health exception to any of the constitutional rights. So they can say they're protecting the public good and they're doing what's best for us, but the founding fathers knew better. Because you know King George and other tyrants like that they 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 pulled that b s too that this was good for you that we have to raise your taxes it 's for your own good, um even though you never consented to it it 's for your own good we 're just going to do it no that's not freedom there's no such thing as just oh it's for your own good. I mean we can go back to any period in in history, whether in this country or in other countries around the world, and you see over and over again that 's what dictators do that 's what tyrants do is try to tell convince the people they're doing something for their own good. So no, the framers of the constitution were very just brilliant and they knew they weren't perfect people. Listen, we know, all right? They, they none, none of them were were completely perfect and and you know, all of us um you know, can look back and be Monday morning quarterbacks and think we could have done things better. But one thing they got right was writing in individual freedoms, free speech, free the right to assemble, the right to practice whatever religion you want. I mean, those things are just indelible parts of the fabric of this nation to try to tear it apart simply because you have some public health crisis. And now they're, they're coming up with new ones, right? Hotep, you're hearing about in China and wherever else, uh, new strains of RSV or whatever else is going to be the new disease uh, X. Yeah. 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 Disease X. I don't know what it's going to be. They're just going to keep trying this. And now it's an election year. So you know. They want to mess up this 2024 election, which is so important. So, you know, the list the list goes so, on and on, but yeah.
2: Tell me about the whole Maine situation. You're saying now with the the vaccination, There's, you're saying that they're re- removing Connecticut, New York, California, Maine are all removing religious exemption. Um, do they have any any ground to stand on for that? Because because of the Tenth Amendment.
0: Uh, well, especially because of the First Amendment and the 14th Amendment. But yeah, they, um, they don't, in our opinion. In Connecticut, Connecticut was probably the worst state in how they did it because, um, not only did they allow secular exemptions, but deny religious. So they said you can still get re- medical exemptions, but no more religious exemptions. So that's clearly discriminatory, right? If you have mm-hmm. a disability, that's okay. Not that we don't want them to have disability exemptions because we do, but they're saying, but if it's for a religious reason, that's not okay also, they they claim they did this because of a public health crisis. Because when the government re- removes a fundamental right, and in, and in Connecticut, education is a fundamental right, the right to attend school. That's part of the Connecticut Constitution. Whenever they do that, they have to prove there's a compelling interest, like a public health emergency, and that they did it by the least restrictive means possible. They can't prove there's a compelling interest because they grandfathered in. They have what's called a legacy exemption where they let 8,500 students who already had an exemption, they let them keep it. So they said, as of the date the law was signed, if you had an exemption, you can keep it. But anyone new coming to school can't. Hmm. Well, that proves there was no public health crisis, because if there was a crisis, why would you have let these 8,500 students keep their exemption for the next, some of them, for 12 years? Well, So they they can't meet their burden in court. Well,
2: so correct me if I'm wrong, because... um... I like to, I like to use the numbers against them, right? What they say is, is a public health crisis. And, um, I like to LARP as an attorney from time to time on the internet. And I'm just saying to myself, uh, one of my arguments in the court would be, okay, how many, you know, how do you quantify uh, a public health crisis? And then wait for the other side to answer and then roll out the numbers of how children were wholly unaffected and then asked the question, do you consider this a public health crisis? Do you think that yeah. defense could work or would they try to annihilate that somehow or what? Or are they gonna say no. well, 1% is a crisis?
0: No, well, I mean, we had, I mean, so this particular uh, religious exemption wasn't for the COVID shot, it was actually for all the other shots, measles, mumps, rubella, chicken pox, everything you right. in preschool, the schedule, flu shot. Right. But regardless, they can't prove there's a crisis because Connecticut had one of the highest vaccination rates and it was above. So for measles, for instance, that's the main one they used. There was no measles outbreak and they actually had a vaccination rate above the 95 percent that the CDC says is required for herd immunity. They were above that well above the nine. At one point, they were like 97, almost 98 percent vaccination rate. Mm. There was no indication that vaccination rates were falling. Or that if if they were falling in select schools that had anything to do with the use of the religious exemption, they just tried to somehow twist the data and cherry pick it and make an argument that there was a public health crisis that didn't exist. That year before this was passed, there were, I think, only two cases of measles reported in the state of Connecticut. You tell me how that's an outbreak, an epidemic that requires eliminating religious exemptions all across the state. And by the way, those children who do get them by and large recover without any serious side effects. When when my parents were growing up, which was a while ago, admittedly, like sixty, seventy years ago when they were when they were children, everyone got the measles. Everyone got it. Everyone they knew got measles, mumps, and they all recovered. They didn't know one child who ever died from that.
2: Yeah, it's not a it's not exactly a fatal disease.
0: That's
2: like uh, chickenpox. Yeah. Um so you're taking this case in front of the Supreme Court?
0: Yeah, so we appealed, like the law in the Second Circuit. But w- yeah, but what was important about our Second Circuit case, we got one dissenting opinion, it was a three-judge panel. And one of the judges, Joseph Bianco, is a Trump appointee. He gave us an excellent dissent saying we should have won and that the, the majority opinion was wrong. And so we had that dissent, very strong dissent from a very high-ranking federal judge at the Second Circuit. And we took that and we built our petition around that and sent it to the United Court. They're currently it. Um, probably not going to get added to this spring's calendar because they only do arguments through April and they're already almost completely booked up with arguments. But if they do grant it this spring, it'll probably be heard in the fall for oral arguments. Uh, but they determine the schedule. I can't say. But the good news is they've been reviewing it. They haven't denied it. They've denied a whole bunch of other cases. They've thrown out a lot of cert petitions, a lot of other appeals. But they're keeping ours. They've kept ours under consideration, so we believe that's a good sign. And we have that strong dissent from Judge Bianco, so we believe we've got a pretty good shot of getting this heard before the Supreme Court, if not this spring by by the fall.
2: Are you the only ones fighting for something like this for these states? Are there other, you know, appeals maybe state? Court. Yeah. yeah. So we're not the only ones.
0: Um, I would give a shout out to Aaron Siri. You may know who he is. Um, he's done some brilliant work in the area of, um, you know, religious exemptions and vaccine injury too. most of his career. He's done a lot with vaccine injury cases. Um, he actually was able to get a religious e- exemption um, uh, in the state of Mississippi. They never had one. They didn't repeal it. They just never had a religious exemption. Mm. So he was able to bring a court case and get a religious exemption. Um, in the state of Mississippi Mississippi, through his court case. And he also is working uh, to get these exemptions restored in other states. Uh, But we have this case we've been working on since 2021 that's already at the Supreme Court. So we hope at least, the very least for Connecticut, uh, that we get this victory very soon. But we believe it will be a victory that will open the doors to having them restored in all the states. Because if the Supreme Court rules that it was unconstitutional for Connecticut to deny a religious exemption to a school vaccination then it would stand to reason that you know the same would apply in every other state
2: my 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 issue is the religious exemption part like no i if it should be philosophical if i feel like i don't want to take it i shouldn't have to take it why do i have to be a part of a religion to, to exempt myself from your experimentation
0: Yeah, and a lot of people say that to us, and they ask us why we aren't just challenging the mandate in general. Why do we even have to go the religious exemption route? And the reason, just the simple answer is, that's the way that the Constitution is framed. There's nothing in the First Amendment that gives you a right uh, to not be, you know, oppressed by your government just based on your own philosophical viewpoints. So maybe that's one criticism that we can say. Remember I said earlier that— the founding fathers weren't perfect and they made some mistakes. Well, that's a mistake right there is they could have um added in the first amendment, the right to your own philosophical beliefs, not just religious beliefs because they wrote it as religion, religious freedom shall not be infringed by the, by, by Congress, by by the government. Unfortunately, um that's the route we have to take because we have over 200 years of jurisprudence in this com- country case law from the United States Supreme court and other federal courts, protecting religious liberty. We don't have that body of case law protecting just individual philosophical beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's also nothing in the Constitution that protects you against uh, invasion of your bodily sovereignty, bodily autonomy, they call it, Mm -hmm. prior to uh, the Roe v. Wade case being overturned Mm -hmm. with the Supreme Court's decision in Dobbs. Mm Uh, there was a thinking that there's some constitutional right to bodily privacy, mm-hmm. but there actually isn't. So the Dobbs decision got it right. There's actually no words. You can search and scour the Constitution from top to bottom. There's nothing in there that talks about your bodily freedom or bodily privacy. Yeah, all time, so religious yeah. freedom is really our only path to victory, we that makes believe.
2: Sense. That makes sense. Got to go by what you got, right? Um, yeah. A little off topic here. We got a little situation down at the border. And... Um, uh my issue is the arguments being made by the Texas Attorney General. The Texas Attorney General is invoking um uh article 3 section 10, I forget what it is, but basically saying this thing is an invasion. Um and he's invoking a constitution where I'm thinking to myself, you know, he doesn't have to invoke the Constitution. All he has to do is just illustrate how people aren't following the current policies we have laid out uh, in our uh, immigration policy, Um, because to me, the argument of trying to justify whether we're in the middle of an invasion or not is the exact thing that's going to waste time in the arguments. Am I on point here or way off? Tell me tell me how you feel about the situation.
0: Well, I mean, we have a right to defend ourselves against enemies, foreign and domestic, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's in, in part of the constitution too. So we, we do have a right to do that. Um, and in Texas, you know, obviously state law protects you, um, in defending your own property and your, 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 obviously your life, um, against attacks. Um, that's usually controlled by state law, whether, you know, state gun laws, even though we have a Second Amendment. Listen, the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution allows you to keep and bear arms. And the reason for that is for your own protection. Because guess what happened during the founding of this this country? I was just talking about it earlier. You know, they were very used to invasions by, you know, obviously um the British, who they were subject to originally. But also um they had to protect... I mean, you, you look at, you know, um, native populations all throughout our history, protecting, um, you know, in, in the, even, even going back to the war with Mexico over that territory in Texas. I mean, you go back, uh, the Spanish American war and you look through our history and we've been defending our, what we believe, uh, is rightfully our territory for, for years. Now there can be debates about that, but this is a country these are the United States. Texas is part of the United States. Um, and we have a right to defend that state. And so other government, other states are getting behind, talking about sending their national guards down there to assist Texas. It's setting up a showdown, whether or not this is, listen, this may be all orchestrated. A lot of this is theater. You know that hotel. Um, this stuff is planned out. They have a way this is going to go. I don't believe this is all just happening organically, but you're setting up the state militias against the federal militia potentially.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh which is a real interesting constitutional problem that I, neither of us has seen in our lifetime. <laughs> right. Um but that could happen. Do I think it's going to come to that? Do I think they're actually going to be shooting at each other? No. But I think this is a distraction and I think it's all part of the setup for the 2024 elections too. All right, we have this border crisis, we have uh some new pandemic. The list goes on and on. Um Are you Jewish?
2: I am not i'm catholic you're catholic hey see y'all was wrong look at y'all see see slow down anime um i like jewish people by the way anyway maybe it's the <laughs> it's the beard it's the beard and the ball is that have. what you saw
0: yeah. somebody somebody <laughs> in the
2: chat thought you were jewish and he was being anti-semitic um anyway um so my issue is more or less with how the ag uh is talking to the biden administration I felt as though the AG trying to justify that there is an invasion at the border um is a big waste of time. I thought the better argument is we have an immigration policy and the Biden administration is not following uh that policy. When are you going to follow that policy? I thought it would be a better argument than arguing with Democrats because the Democrats, it's just like it just seems to me like there's like a it's just a stupid argument like you said that's just for theater right where it's like oh it's an invasion oh it's not an invasion it's an invasion and when you can just say well are we following policy (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) right and i mean like i said there's an individual right even forget even aside from state law or policy whatever it is there's an individual right to protect yourselves all right? right if you're being attacked you have the right to defend yourself now listen I'm not anyone's lawyer who's listening right now, okay? So I'm not telling you if you're in Texas and you do something, I'm going to go represent you. But it's my professional opinion that we have the right to defend ourselves if we're being attacked. If someone comes onto your property and they're trying to break into your home and you're in Texas, they've got weapons or whatever, they're threatening you with bodily harm, you know, what are you going to do? Just let them come in, take your life, you know, rape your 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 family member? No, you're going to defend them. You have a gun. You're in Texas. Come on. Um, if, if you can't defend yourself in Texas, where in the United States can you defend yourself? Yeah, it's going to be a and lot And it of- should be everywhere, by the way. You should be in New York City. You should be able to defend yourself mm-hmm. with, with, with with a firearm. That's, that's your right, okay? That's a constitutional right. That's not something the government grants you. Those are considered inalienable rights from God, okay? You have a right to protect yourself from God. The United States government doesn't give you the right— to protect yourself with a
2: firearm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my thing was, you know, not so much the individual because I know how Texans are gonna get down. You know, you try something on them Texans, it's gonna be a lot of slow slinging, uh, slow singing, mm-hmm. and flower bringing. Um, I was just concerned, but but I think you answered my question that it's just basically like a big show. Um, okay, so let's go to the next topic I want to talk to you about. You have a film coming out. What's this film about? So it's
0: called Shot Dead. It actually premiered back in shot November. Dead. Oh
2: my Lord have mercy. What a what a title. This has to be about <laughs> vaccines, ain't it?
0: Yep. Damn. It is. Shot Shotdead.org. It was actually the hardest thing we ever had to do because it was a film project about kids that were killed by the COVID shot. Um and so we actually, for the first time ever, we went up close and personal with families. The parents who lost their children. We went into their living rooms and sat with them. We looked at their children's bedrooms. We went into the grave sites. Um, it was it was the hardest thing we ever had to do, but it was necessary because we wanted to show people this is the real damage that's not being talked about in the news. Yeah, you can see a headline and people are arguing over whether it was the shot that killed him. Oh, this high school football player collapsed on the field. And was that really because of the COVID shot? He was 16 or whatever. No, these are parents who are standing up and saying, yes, it was the COVID shot. And I'll tell you why, because Ernesto Ramirez Jr. who collapsed five days after he received the Pfizer shot, you're not gonna tell his father Ernest that that wasn't because of the Pfizer shot, because it was. OK, and Trista Martin, who's only 18 years old, and she took the shot without her parents' knowledge or consent. She was 18. She didn't have to. She went to the doctor by herself. And, and you know, shame on anyone who is shaming the Martins, because we've gotten some nasty comments saying it's the parents' fault that their children died. They should have known better. But number one, that's horrible to say to someone who just lost their kid. But also, Alan and Taylor Martin Trista's parents didn't even know she took the shot. She was 18 and did it behind their back. They didn't take the shot themselves. They told her, this is bad news. You shouldn't be getting it. But she was 18 and she went and took it. But still, we don't want her to die in vain. And so we profiled these families. There's another story, Naomi White, who died just 11 hours after birth. She was a baby um, after her mother took the shot while pregnant. Um, the list goes on and on. Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, James Thorpe are in the film. We have a whistleblower nurse, Michelle Gershman. But anyway, the big news is we've got over a million views on this now on Rumble alone. And it was just announced this is an, this shot dead is an official selection of the 2024 Santa Monica International Film Festival. So this is going to be showing this weekend, this Saturday. Anyone who's listening, you probably have some listeners in California. Uh, anyone who's in Southern California, Go see this film. You can get a free pass using promo code SHOTDEAD. If you go to the Santa Monica Film Festival website and you uh, order a pass, you can use that promo code SHOTDEAD, and you can get a free pass while supplies last. So I encourage everyone who's in uh, Southern California or might be visiting this next weekend, um, check it out. It'll be the first film they're actually showing at the festival, 11 a.m. when the festival opens. This is the first one of the day.
2: Shotdead.org. You guys see it right there on the screen. We brought it up. Uh, this is out now. You can go, uh, watch it on rumble, right?
0: You can watch it on rumble. You can watch it at Shotdead.org, or you can watch it at the film festival. If, if you're there and you want to see it on the big screen, it'll be there too.
2: Awesome. Wonderful. Brian, um, can't wait to, uh, have you back so we can have a, another update on all these cases. Um, I appreciate you for coming on. The link's in the description box below, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Thank you. uh, We are going to come right back after this message and talk about Taylor Swift and all of that. So hold on tight. I'll be right back.
0: Yeah, I can try to get that handled for you. Again, it's only my second day, so if you can give me a second. um, How am I supposed to do this? How the hell are we supposed to do this by 5 o'clock? I have no clue. Is that possible? Hey, do you have the password to... How'd you finish all your work already? He's not tapped in. Mm
2: -mm. How'd you get that done so quick? (laughs)
0: They think they're gonna be able to budget that? It's money. That's money right there, you understand? You guys finished your work six hours early? He's not tapped in.
2: we back great interview shout out to brian we the patriots (sighs) hold on a second let me fix my screens over here my screens my screens um what up rumble shout out to my rumblers rumbling let's talk about yesterday you know, I just I, I, I I'm kicking myself in the ass because I said to myself, I said, You never been on sports, just go ahead, open up the app, find the app, throw down some money on the Chiefs. You know they're gonna win because of the agenda. And um I stuck to my own personal bias, which is I just don't gamble. It's just something I just don't do. I don't gamble, I don't believe in day trading in trading I, I i dca and that's just that right uh and then they win and i go see i told you so you should have should have broke your own morals and and, and bet you dumbass so anyway they have um they have won taylor swift won the uh <laughs> what is that the afc west <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift has won the AFC West. <laughs> at least that's how the Internet's making it seem. So um, let's take a look at the article. Everybody's freaking out. They're saying, hey, you know, Taylor Swift, this, that, and the third, and Taylor Swift agenda, and Taylor Swift is a Democrat, and I'm just like, oh, my God. So let's let's pull this up on the screen really fast. And let's dive into the details and see, should you be concerned with Taylor Swift? And if not, what should you be concerned with? So. I posted this earlier on Elon's X.
1: Wait, how can I say that in a way I want to I want to. I'm going to think of a clever way to say,
2: I slapped this thing on Elon's X. <laughs> I put this thing down on Elon's X <laughs> So I put my thing down on Elon's X, and I said, I kind of like that. I put my thing down on Elon's X anyway, just to show how stupid that name is. Um, so I put my thing down on Elon's X, and I said, "People who think Taylor Swift is going to sway elections needs their head checked. This move is called celebrity fear distraction. Pull yourselves together. And then I continued to say the reactionary movements reactions are exactly what promotes the thing they are reacting to. They are a part of the op. The op. The operation. Now, somebody in here asked a question that I just honestly just refused to respond to. Um which, because right here, the Eric Bose nine one zero six five five eight one, definitely a Fed account. Um, if not, I apologize. But um, he said, "What's the op?" I I I I literally described it. Celebrity fear distraction. That's the op. It's a celebrity fear distraction. They want you to be afraid of Taylor Swift so that you go out and vote.
0: I wish all the black people were as smart as HOTEP Jesus. And I wish all the white people were as smart as HOTEP Jesus. And I wish all the Hispanics were as smart as Hotep abuse. Because that guy, he, he really gets it. He knows how to boil it down.
2: Y'all get that? They're going to use Taylor Swift the same way they use Taylor Swift to sell tickets to this game this weekend. Because this weekend, it wasn't Chiefs versus Baltimore. It was Baltimore versus Taylor Swift. And my whole timeline is looking, I'm looking at it, and everybody's like, we have to beat Taylor Swift because she's connected to Pfizer and the Democrats. And I'm just like, I thought y'all wanted to remove politics from sports. (laughs) I thought thought y'all was boycotting the NFL. Never mind. Never mind makes absolutely no sense. So, as we know, we have grifters, then we have paid grifters. We have witting grifters, and we have unwitting grifters, right? So, the unwitting grifters just see the trend on the timeline. They read the room. They see sort of which way people are going, and they hop on the bandwagon and go, I gotta hate Taylor Swift, too. Anybody knows me, I don't give a shit about Taylor Swift. I don't like her music. And I don't dislike her music. I don't like Taylor Swift and I don't dislike Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is a musician and that's it. She does not matter. She's nobody. She's a non entity. Remember when they went and got Jay Z and Beyonce out and all those Democrats out. Uh All those Democrats uh cut checks to these people and he still lost the election to Trump. Remember when they pulled out every single rapper and black people still wouldn't
1: take the vaccine? Oh, wait. um, Great example. We get to turn
2: this into a lesson. Let's see. I heard about this story. Did not look it up. Let's see if I can find this story. Somebody was telling me about it recently.
1: Uh, Serena Williams clothing line Um, people are telling me that it was going out of business is this true is this true or they were struggling with sales um Tools recent. Let's go past month. Um, I don't see any stories here to
2: corroborate. Somebody let me know. But Serena Williams has a clothing line. Apparently the sales were slumping. And the point of the matter is that Americans are smarter now. This isn't the Americans of the past where you go get O.J. Simpson and he sells you some gloves.
0: Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com.
2: And then people go, oh, I must buy because Michael Jordan. People are more educated now where celebrity endorsement does not equal success. The, the, the Snoop Dogg smoking campaign with the outdoor smokeless fire pit failed. CEO fired or whoever was, came up with that, fired celebrity endorsement does not equal success people are hip to this they know you're going to try and throw a celebrity in front of them in fact they kind of hate it and in the marketing world some people haven't caught up with this but startups have caught up with this where they found that um uh instead of using celebrities to push a brand they're actually going for micro influencers And every like just normal, everyday people, because that seems to be more convincing than a celebrity because they in people's mind, they go, okay this celebrity was paid to say this. So I can't trust that opinion. So now they're going based upon when people make their uh, buying decisions, they're going based upon uh, reviews, for example, and um, word of mouth and other people uh, and reputation. That's how people are making buying decisions. And now with such a robust, uh, market with Amazon and all these other different products and different options, you have to be even smarter and more intelligent about this. So to think that Taylor Swift is going to sway the election, uh, it's kind of corny. So let's come back to the grifters, right? So the grifters, basically what happens with the grifters is the grifters come around and, um, You got the paid ones and you got the ones that didn't get the call. The ones that got the call go, hey, listen, uh, we got an election coming up. Uh, Taylor Swift's about to be a really big thing because of the Super Bowl. It's going to be hyped up. The Chiefs are going to win a Super Bowl. We need you guys to go out there and be angry at uh, Taylor Swift. We need some vitriol so we can uh, get the base Uh, prepared and ready to go to elections. You know, we got Iowa coming up, we got different primaries, all this other stuff. We need to rally the base to get to the, and we're going to use Taylor Swift to do this. Okay. And that's how it trickles into your timeline. The paid people convince the unpaid grifters, because the unpaid grifters are just watching how the money's moving. They're like, well, if Charlie Kirk is mad, and if this guy is mad and that guy's mad, then I should be mad too, because then my followers go up. And um, that's what we see happening on the timeline now. So let's dive into the numbers. Let's dive into the numbers. I hate you all for making me talk about Taylor Swift on a Monday as well. Um, But I always find a way to talk about this stuff in an educated manner. Thank God for that. Um, What is this? Kamar Daniel, the easy guide to safeguarding your crypto. Oh, I love it. New article new article on com. make sure y'all go check that out i got a hotepistan announcement coming soon too don't let me forget um where is it where's the uh i thought i thought i retweeted it oh it'll take me 2 seconds to find it all i got to do is type in um taylor swift daily mail because it's a Daily Mail article, right? And everybody's freaking out about the Daily Mail article and then it's like, Well, did you read said Daily Mail article? You did you didn't read it, right? You just you just looked at the headline, I'm I'm sure, because they heard the the headline was cherry picked just for the reactionary movement. So the headline says Taylor Swift could sway twenty twenty four election outcome. No, the fuck she can't. Um nobody's making decisions based upon Taylor Swift. In fact Um, it's going to go like so. If you are a Democrat and you happen to be a Taylor Swift fan, you're going to vote Democrat. If you're a Republican and you happen to like Taylor Swift, you're going to vote Republican, no matter what the fuck Taylor Swift says. You're going to listen to her music and you can go, your political opinion means absolutely nothing to me and you're going to go on with your life. Then you got the moderates in the middle. First of all, if you're a moderate and you're independent, you're definitely not making your decisions based upon some little music artist because <laughs> you're an independent and a moderate because you have common sense. It's the people to the left and right that ain't got no sense. All right. So let's dive into the numbers. And in order to do that, you actually have to read down. You have to scroll down in the article. Um, uh, So the sample size is 1500 people. Right let I like that. So everybody sees that. Boom, bang, bang. Um, 45% of them said they like Taylor. 54% said they were not fans. So most people are not Taylor fans. According to this poll, if 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 the United States follow this poll, majority of people will go, Yeah, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. Not to say they don't like her, just saying they are not fans. And that's how I think most people would think. Like, yeah, she's cool. I'll listen to maybe some of her bops, but I'm not exactly a fan. Right? That's a little bit much. So, um and and, and again, so so again, the the Illuminati, the lizard men never do anything for one reason. So, you know, while you're thinking about politics they're thinking about their pockets. And what they're saying is we can make Taylor Swift a bigger star by coupling her with Travis Kelsey, mixing in the Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. And this is about the record label creating an artist. You know, do you think this is about politics? Meanwhile, the record labels like, how do we make Taylor bigger? <laughs> Y'all think about politics. They're thinking about pockets. Anyway, um, I think I passed it. <clears throat> All right, here we go.
1: Um, 18% of voters
2: say they're more likely, or significantly more likely, to vote for the, for a candidate endorsed by Taylor Swift. Okay, that's 18%. It's 20% roughly. Okay, and this is people under the age of 35. I gotta tell you something. People under the age of twenty thirty-five do not vote. These motherfuckers is not showing up. Okay. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I take that back. They're saying this is with voters. These are all voters. So I take that back. These are all voters, so it's that's not a bad um it's not a bad poll because they chose all voters. Um seventeen percent said they will be they would be less likely to vote for a candidate backed by SWIFT. So almost an even, it's almost even, right? And keep in mind, there's still a minority. Still a minority, okay? So 18% said it could sway a vote. Um 17% said it, it won't sway their vote, okay? And they say here, could bode badly for Democrat Joe Biden. That's right there. Right. So the headline says, hey, could sway election. And what does everybody think? They immediately go, oh, the Democrats. Now, when I took a guess, when I thought about, you know, uh, Taylor Swift and her fan base, I could have sworn her fan base were red whites. That's what I thought. I thought she made country music for country folk, red, white, uh little Budweiser drinking. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Pickup truck driving Confederate flag waving folk. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Although I'm sure she transcends that. But I thought she was the goddess of white country music. Is she not the goddess of white country music? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not deep in the uh, white people business like this, so I don't know. Anyway, while I wait for you guys to answer, it says right here a total of 55% said they would not be swayed either way. And this is what I was telling y'all before. That's what I was telling y'all before. Ain't nobody making their decisions based upon no damn Taylor Swift. Like, <laughs> what? What are you talking about? She's not. The blue suburbanite women of Sex and the City love her. Pop, not really country. Oh, she's a pop singer. Oh. She gets all the money, not just red or blues. Oh, so she getting everybody money. Pop music. Okay. See, Uncle Hotep listens to her shit. I don't listen to Taylor Swift. Shania Twain is still holding that down. I love Shania Twain. Her music is really dope. Dolly Parton's still the queen. Dolly Parton better be the queen, damn it. All right. So let's go back. So what's 55 plus 17? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's 72, right? 72% of people don't give a shit about what Taylor Swift says. And the rest of them are just, you know, utter morons. Absolute utter morons. Just stupid, retarded. Ain't got no damn sense. Now the red whites freak out. And again, what's their goal? What's the red whites goal? What are the grifters trying to do? I'm going to show you to you right here. Celebrity fear distraction. The celebrity fear distraction. That's what this is all about. Fear of losing an election. Distraction because she doesn't fucking matter one way or another. And obviously using a celebrity. The hell's wrong with these people?
0: Hotep, you're a genius. HotepJesus.com.
2: You know, I'm not sure who's paid or who's not paid. That's all I'm wondering. Now, in the same vein as all of this, we have some interesting developments in the hip-hop world. Some people have gotten the call, as me and Uncle Hotep call it,
1: and some people have not gotten the call. So let's bring this up on the screen. What? Oh, I spelled it wrong.
2: Uh, here we go. Let's let's put this one and let's put this one. All right, let's put this up on the screen. So. Uh there was an interview, I believe, with the Times, New York Times, sometimes, one of them times. Uh interviews Snoop and Snoop Dogg says nothing but love and respect for Donald Hotep uh Donald Hotep. Oh, so- Shout out to Donald Hotep. <laughs> <laughs> he said got nothing but love and respect for Mr. Four Five Donald Trump. He said Donald Trump question mark? He ain't done nothing wrong to me. He has done only great things for me. So I have nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump. Okay. so I asked Uncle Hotep and I said, uh, did Snoop get the call? And Uncle Hotep said he got the call. Yo, Donald Hotep is kind of fire that that name, dude, that name has a ring to it. Okay, and for those of you who don't know what the call is, I'll do my best to explain it. But you need to be watching. Hope has been told you because we create lingo so fast, um, and and then it 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 seeps into, um, like for example, I'll show you a term that has um seeped into. Um, we just type this in right here. You'll see a bunch of people now using our our term uh, woke right. So I just type in woke right. And um, you'll see a bunch of people now using the term uh, woke, right? Um, although, unfortunately, Twitter is going to make a fool of me and not show it to me. But um, something I, I've seen um, happen recently where people were talking about the woke, right? OK, there's um, I had to put a, co- a question mark around it. We got. um. They go Haram life, they go Steph. Who did I see? I saw another big name come They go. Rudy. All right. Here we go. Gave up the ghost. Right. So this stuff is slowly seeping in. This guy calls himself a U.S. nationalist. And he says woke. Right is a grift. So we've made grift um, popular. Woke. Right. So woke. Right is going to start making its rounds. And you'll see that shortly. Right now, it's not. Uh, here's another one here. Chaos anarch and Anarchy. anarchy. He says, uh, I didn't care about this, but the woke right told me I should be concerned. So now I'm concerned. So this this terminology. As you, there's another one there. Another one there. This terminology is new. We created it. And, you know, it, it, it's going to become a thing. So the call, uh, if you're listening to this, you're going to be ahead of everybody else because we create the lingo. The grifters get it from us. And then they act like, you know, they made it up. Um, but anyway, coming back to the point. So he got the call, right? So I'll, there's another person. Uh, hold on. Um, I have Dom Luke Ray muted uh, for health purposes. Uh, not that I don't like him. I just, you know, I just don't want to see his content. Um, I like to curate my timeline. So let's take a look.
1: Morning, glory. It's a beautiful day to be the boss, but check me out. I just got off the phone with one of my homies and... Are- To make it clear You vote for who you want to vote for It's fine with me But one of my homies He was just like Boy I can't wait to Trump Get back here And boy He had a nigga eating And I just don't want Nobody to be delusional You can't be a delusional nigga Did he have you eating Or was it a nationwide Worldwide pandemic And you niggas stole the money did you steal the money or was he having you eaten I'm just saying that's y'all business toast to the hustlers man I just it's called delusion you know what I mean wait a
2: second wait a second hold on wait a second wait hold on look at this shit
1: why did it yo Twitter just told me I wasn't following Uncle Hotep now
2: playing games anyway alright Phil the kill says "Woke right. Been around for years. Okay. My bad. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, anyway. (laughs) Um, yeah, for health purposes, health purposes, I can't be dealing with, you know, all the breaking news videos. Just miss me with that. I need my financial breakdowns on the timeline. I need my Sonny Johnson. If it, if it seeps past those people and makes a timeline, then it's important and relevant. But I can't deal. Di- I I have all the people who do breaking news just in. They're all muted. I don't care about your breaking news and your just in because none of it actually matters. It's just um, it's food for the it's food for the hoi polloi. You know, it's food for people with small brains, you know, people who are entertained by bullshit. And uh, it just doesn't feed me. Um, but this time uh this is uh actually pertinent, you know, because we're talking about the call, right? So the call is like who else got the call? Anybody else remember we know got the call um there was another person, another hip hop artist who came out and um I wouldn't say endorsed Trump but said, Yo, you know, I'm no. Oh, this was just a few weeks ago. Anyway, let me explain the call. So the call basically goes. Um, Meek Mill, that's who it was. I just remembered it. Meek Mill. It was Meek Mill. And it's funny that Meek Mill is an MMG artist or used to be. I don't know what the update is on that, but Ross ain't got the call. So Meek Mill got the call from Boston, but Ross ain't get the call. So basically, the call you saying Ross got the call too oh, he might have got a different call though he got a di- different kind of call. I'm gonna say let's just go where he didn't get the call, so I can just explain what's happening here um so the call is basically it's already predestined that Trump's gonna win the next election, and um they want to slant it in his favor, so they're calling around to uh the prominent hip hop. Again, celebrity distraction, uh, and they're calling around and saying, Hey, look, it's okay to endorse Trump. You can do it. Go ahead. Green light. Charlemagne got the call. Um, and any black person who has not endorsed Trump uh or come out in favor of Trump has not gotten a call. So I'm gonna go ahead and say Rick Ross has not gotten a call. Or if he did get a call, I, I'm now. There's no way he got a call to support Democrats because it just doesn't make any sense. That just that just strategically it does nothing. Rick Ross is not the guy you would call. They already got Taylor Swift. Um. Uh, somebody said Nicki Minaj. Yeah, interesting developments with her and Ben Shapiro. I think Sidebar because of wait. No, that was Cardi B that had beef with the right wing. I was going to say it's pretty smart for Nikki to align with the right wing because it, it would alleviate some of her past beef. So that was Cardi B that had beef with, I think it was uh Candy. So uh coming back, you see, I have like so many different thoughts at the same time. This is one of my biggest conundrums, having a big brain. Um, So, yeah, you know, the call comes in and basically says, you know, It's okay. You can endorse Trump. We're not going to cancel you. You're not going to lose any endorsements. It's safe. It's basically it's it's safe. And, you know, go ahead and push this out there because we want Trump to win because we are carrying out the balance of powers. That's pretty much what's happening here. If you guys read uh,
1: Carol Quigley's work, Tragedy and Hope. Let me put that on the screen here. Here it is. Put this
2: on your screen. Go get a copy of this. It's like a million pages, but definitely uh, worth your time. Something I had to read. uh, What does it say here? Yeah. Thirteen hundred pages. Definitely worth your time. Something I had to read. um, Can we get Big Boss Ben to represent Earth in a universe rap battle? Hell no, he can't represent us. Hell no. But it's a really good book. I suggest you get it. I had to do it when I was doing research for my book, uh, The Patriot Report, Unmasking the Conspiracy of Money and War, which reminds me about my Hotepistan announcement. Okay, so, you know I always talk about Hotepistan, right? And um, we talk about economics and money a lot on this platform. So I'm going to show you something coming down the pike. I don't want to say the number because I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. If you want more information on this, get the uh, join our telegram group and the link in the description box below. So
1: basically, it works like this. OK. We have an exclusive opportunity. To.
2: Exist outside of. The controls, the the the, the, the control design. And create our own community. And in fact, this is probably going to be one of the few places I'll communicate with people going forward.
1: And basically what we uh, are going to do is we're going to have. Hotepistan in the cryptoverse. I've touched on this in the past.
2: So basically what happens is I'm going to put up some bread, right? um i got a a stack of syscoin this is going to be happening all through syscoin or it might happen on their layer two solutions i'll let you know soon so basically i'm gonna put up a big bag of syscoin on hotepistan right now for every person that puts up money i get a fee okay now, let's say you're number two. Let's say you come in after me. You get a fee for every person that comes after you. The incentive here is to drive people to join the community. So you want to incentivize other people to join the community. So you're going to get a percentage of however many you put down. If you put down a dollar, you're going to get a percentage of a dollar. Put up a 100, you're going to get a percentage of your 100. So every person that comes thereafter is going to... um You'll get a fee of. It should it should feel like a pyramid scheme, however, being that these people are intelligent, they have anti rug mechanisms where if you try to rug us, you'll pay a penalty. So nobody will wanna wanna rug. So to come in the form of loyalty bonuses, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But um I look at this as a way for Hotep hotepistan to flex its financial power you know how much money can we make together by pooling our assets that's what i'm talking about um so more more info on this join in the link in the description box below uh our telegram group because like i said the first one in gonna make the most the second one in third fourth so it's going to be a race. It's going to be a race. So get your bags, get your CIS coin ready. Because when this thing launches, whoever's the first one in is going to make the most. Obviously, that's just how it goes. And everybody gets paid off of everybody. If you want a part of this. And you want to be a part of the history, recreate using cryptocurrency and Hotepistan. Join at that link below and join our telegram group to be the first to get the announcement. Because if you're not the first to get your notifications, because when that that announcement go, I don't want to hear. Oh, Jesus, what happened? Uh, uh, Somebody else got in front of me. I wish I was first. You know, that ain't my problem. All right. Let me do a look over on the grift bag. Shout out to SysCoin. Let me do a look over on the grift bag and make sure there's nothing else I want to touch on here. Now, that could wait till tomorrow. What else we got here? That could wait till tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of. Um,
2: we got some racial grifting in here. We'll get to that tomorrow. Let's open up the phone lines. Text hope to your name to 202-596-5631, text HOTEP, your name at 202-596-5631,
1: and I'll be right back after this short, brief commercial message.